0: and Beyond podcast and I'm your host Natalia Fomichenko. Inside and Beyond podcast brings together conversations about psychology and spirituality to inspire you to live a more fulfilling life, explore your purpose and realize your full potential. Today with me is Nikki Gillian, who is an apnea trainer and breathwork healer. Nikki teaches yoga and deep feminine practices which I'm super curious about and we're going to talk a lot about it today. Niki, thank you so much for coming and I'm very excited about our conversation today.
1: Thank you so much, Nati, for having me here. I'm really excited to
0: chat with you also. You're a free diver and a breastwork instructor. How long can you spend under the water without breathing? There's different forms of
1: breath holding under the water. One is a static apnea and one's dynamic. So static apnea, your body's not moving, you're completely at rest. And my longest time for a static apnea is about five minutes exactly almost, just two seconds over. Five minutes, two seconds is the longest I've ever held my breath with my face in the water. Uh, While moving, it's much different because your body's using so much more energy. So dynamic apnea is whether you're on a dive or you're swimming horizontally in a pool. And for me, that's about three minutes and
0: 25 seconds. Wow, that's incredible. Well, Why are you doing this? Um, It's clear that brass is an important thing to us to to live at all, but it's kind of pretty automatic to keep us alive. Why do we need to bother and learn about different practices?
1: Well, the breath is some—it's a connection we have immediately to our body. It's something we can do in every moment. We don't need any special tools or equipment. And any breath we have, any chance, any moment, we can consciously choose to take in a deeper breath and we can affect our body's internal state. So it's kind of our immediate connection to our internal environment and for also for reducing stress in the body, it's kind of that immediate thing we feel maybe first off is if we're having a stressful day, something frustrating happening, it kind of instinctively our bodies just go, it's like a sigh response and it helps us even just for a moment just relax a little bit more. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and what are the different types of breath work that you're practicing and that you're teaching?
1: Different types of breath work that I'm practicing? Well, I really get creative with my breath and my breath work, and I've done all different kinds. I've done rebirthing breath work, I've done apnea breath work, Uh, I do breath holding, which is apnea. Um, I've done some holotropic, which is more like Wim Hof, very fast breathing in and out, circular breathing through the mouth. I also do different types of pranayama uh, so that's the yogic breath work and that's just different techniques of breathing you use your hands you use mudras in your hands um, you use different nostrils different mouth to nose breathing you use chest and belly diaphragmatic breathing so they say i've read a funny quote once that uh came out of the book breathe by James Nestor, and it's kind of a joke that there's as many ways to breathe as there is food to eat in the world. So <laughs> there is so many different kinds of breathing and breath work, and it's, it's just fun also to kind of get creative with your breath work and see you know what you like and you enjoy and what relaxes you most.:
0: So the objective here is to enjoy and get relaxed, or there is something else also that you're pursuing.
1: Yeah, my breathwork um, that I practice, I typically, well, if I'm practicing for diving, free diving, um, I do what's called carbon dioxide or oxygen tables. And that's different time intervals um, of breath holds. So, for instance, each table is about eight rounds of a breath hold, uh, different length of a breath hold eight different times and then it has different intervals between in the rest period and the rest period either goes down or stays the same and then the breath hold either increases or stays the same and that's uh, how you train that's how you dry train for free diving Um, and then there's also the in-water training and then also the yogic training is that comes in that's more relaxed that's more for relaxing the body relaxing the mind helping to deepen your embodiment into your inner environment your inner soul your inner spirit
0: Mm -hmm. and you also mentioned that you do shamanic breathworks what are these about
1: yes shamanic breathwork i just uh completed that training the sage sapien training and that's is really interesting so that's all about Uh, taking in the elements and taking in kind of the wisdom of the earth and the wisdom of the land and So it's honoring each direction of the the medicine wheel and the different animal spirits and the different plant spirits and earth medicine that we have here and that's invoking that into our breath also so it's kind of charging our breath with the with the energy of the earth and giving gratitude and also um like taking the power, like alchemizing power from the earth and the elements to charge our breathwork and charge our bodies.
0: Do you visualize these elements or it's necessary to have certain medicine to do this type of breathwork?
1: Oh no, you don't need um, any certain type of medicine. You can visualize them. You can also kind of take the element into your body there's different forms of breath you can do with shamanic breath work like an earth breath an air breath a water breath and kind of embody the sound the feel the rhythm the vibration of what that would feel
0: like and what does it give to a person besides relaxation and and some what how does spirituality come to to this how does it change the person if i if i may put it like this
1: Mm, um i believe that Connection to the earth is just along the parallel line of connection to self and so when you're connecting to yourself, you're connecting to the earth and when you connect to the earth you connect to yourself and when you can really dive in deeper to both, it really enhances how you experience the whole world around you and now when you walk outside you have a deeper appreciation for the wind, for the air, for the air that you breathe every breath in, for the sun that's shining, the fire, for the oceans, the water and even the internal elements we have are the element of water is represented by our blood the element of air is represented by the breath the element of the earth is our physical body um and the fire is that that inner fire we have that passion that drive that purpose with that intention so even the internal elements matching with the external elements it just helps bring an awareness and understanding of them
0: very interesting so it makes you more appreciative it makes you more at peace with yourself but at the same time awaken certain elements or passions in you that you may not necessarily have known about before right
1: exactly and it expands the energy of the body so if especially if you're dedicating you know that practice you are setting an intention before the breath work for to heal some form of the body some part of the body then you can charge up the energy of the body. For instance, your heart, you know, you can dedicate all that healing energy you cultivate into your heart space, into your chest, and, or into your manipura. Your solar plexus is like your, your fire, your power, and then there's the sacral, and you can kind of channel that energy that you are cultivating to these different areas of the body. And also, it allows you to deepen and expand the energy of the body in that way and it kind of cleans the aura and and cleans the whole energy channel of the body just by <laughs> setting intention breaths for 10, 20, 30 minutes.
0: That's amazing. It makes me feel like I want to do it right now. <laughs> 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 That's make me feel like I've been missing this in my life for sure. Uh, you also mentioned birth breathwork if if I got it correctly? Rebirthing breathwork. Yeah. What is this?
1: That's a whole mix. I've been in a couple different rebirthing ceremonies and sometimes they use water to uh, allow your body to lay in water to kind of replicate that womb experience of being reborn. And it's mostly also using circular breath. So that kind of faster style of breathing that helps to balance the nervous system and balance the stress response in the body and bring an emotional stability. So it kind of um, reduces the... The tendency for the, the emotions to go up and down a lot in the body. So it brings stability to the minds. It brings balance to the to the inner systems of the body. Also,
0: I see. Is there any order that you know a person needs to do different types of breath work? If let's say if a person is not a free diver, it's just a normal person, never done anything like this, where to start and 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 what is the order uh, potentially that we should try different practices?
1: That's a really interesting question. I suppose it's going to be different for everybody based, you know, on, on your life experience, on the things that you've practiced in your life and how, and how deeply you feel into your own body. And for some people, I would say going, if they had never done breathwork before, going straight to holotropic breathing would be quite a powerful experience that they may not immediately have the capacity to understand right away what's happening in the body um, holotropic is a very fast style of breath it's belly chest exhale belly chest exhale and it happens you do that for 20 minutes or so so much that your body starts to tingle You're, you might get cold you might get this really high emotional states so if you want to cry you want to scream and joy you, you release a lot of emotions in that in that setting and especially if you are going to that breath work and this is happening around you, even just with other people around you we're having this experience, it may be something that maybe would <laughs> be a little intimidating, the first step. So just starting um, where to start would be just a daily simple practice of even committing to 10 minutes a day. You could set an alarm on your clock or um, just sitting down on a mat, on the floor, on a pillow, and Just listening, just becoming observant to your breath and just hearing the sounds and noticing how you feel. So maybe you've had a long day, you're doing your breath work at the end of the day and you sit down, you notice that your heart's beating kind of fast. You notice your body is kind of, you feel the energy of your body moving around fast. You feel a little tight in your neck and shoulders and your hips. And so just when you first start to sit down, you you just consciously start to breathe deeper. So with every breath in that we take, we, are either setting off our parasympathetic or our sympathetic nervous system. And the parasympathetic nervous system is that rest and digest uh, sensation in the body. It's our body's ability to relax. It's the stress hormones get reduced. It's our body is able to release and expand and restore. Um, When our body is digesting food or when we're resting with our eyes closed, we feel safe in that space. It's kind of like that animal instinct um, of not needing to run because we are protected and that's when the body is calm and at peace and is able to not needlessly waste energy on feeling scared or feeling the need to retreat or tighten up and squeeze itself into a tight safe space Um, and that is on the parallel side the sympathetic nervous system is that fight or flight it's your constant in that hypervigilant state where you're watching everything around you. So if you're, you know, breathing fast and always nervous and are always frustrated and angry at the traffic, at the people, you know, all around then you're in that sympathetic state. And the quickest way to get back into your parasympathetic nervous system is by taking, well there's two ways. You could just take a deep breath, just counting in a few seconds, counting out a few seconds of your breath. If you enhance your exhale a little bit longer than the inhale, it's gonna help kick it in an even deeper relaxation and there's something you can do almost immediately it's a very uh, childlike response it's kind of brings us back to our childlike nature of when we were babies and when we had to soothe ourselves we would take a kind of a double quick inhale and then exhale so it's kind of that Mm -hmm. it's like almost like that pre precursor to a cry or when you're almost crying you're kind of weeping and it's that way to soothe yourself and it does naturally soothe the nervous system.
0: That's so interesting. So basically the idea of breath work is to move into the parasympathetic state in order to feel more relaxed and at peace and and less stressed.
1: It kind of everything is controlled by the the inner workings of the body. So the nervous system in general affects also the brain. And in the brain, when we relax, we tune into the, the alpha, the theta, the delta waves of the brain state. And that also just allows our body just to simply be more at calm and at peace and have that, you know, if we are constantly feeling at peace and, and where we are, and not feeling worried or frustrated or scared, then we're prolonging our lives. You know, we're naturally reducing our heart rate. We're reducing our stress hormones. We're sending uh, reducing the amount of cortisol and adrenaline that's pumping through our body. And instead, we get to release more dopamine, more happiness, more pleasure. When we look around and take a deep breath of air,
0: it's kind of more enjoyable. So just for the context of our listeners, there are multiple brainwave states. So for example, when we are fully awake, very active and reactive to external circumstances, it's beta wave state. This is normally when you're in the street and you see a car and you see other people, you respond to them, this is the beta wave state. Now, when your brainwave slow down a little bit, it's alpha state that normally occurs when you're still awake, but you lost in thought next one is theta wave state that normally happens when you're just in between sleep and wakefulness for example when you're just about to fall asleep but you're kind of still awake and um, similarly when you're about to wake up but you still see almost dreams but you realize that you're not dreaming Uh, This is the state when people are very suggestive. This is normally the state when the hypnotherapist will work with you or the meditations will be most effective. Then the next state will be delta waves when your brain waves slow down a lot and that normally occurs when you're deep uh, asleep. And then there is also Hama wave state which is rarely achieved uh, by certain people so that basically uh, classifies us as a state of euphoria as a state of um, spiritual awakening and that happens when um, you are really deep into meditation you see everything bright you feel it you feel everything bright that's the state that people describe when your third eye is open, or, um, or or even when you're on psychedelics. Uh, that is also something that can occur as well. Yes,
1: exactly. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> cool. So we talk a lot about uh, breath work and, and how it activates um, our inner strengths and energies. Um, now I want to bring it to the feminine energies that we have uh, that you are also teaching uh, and i want to learn more about what these practices are and how exactly they can help people to to feel more feminine i guess and to feel more in balance with yourself Oof, well
1: yeah it's a big deep juicy topic like deep as like the ocean it's you could go in many directions with this and for embodied feminine work and Really, when you, when you ask, you know, what is, what is embodiment and what is it working with the feminine? I mean, working with the feminine even could just be working with the feminine within, within the masculine. It could be the sensitivity of a masculine. But for instance, we're talking about women's work, so <laughs> um, being embodied, To me, how I would describe embodied is that sense of connecting to your body, connecting to yourself and being able to, when you close your eyes, I mean, do you recognize, can you relate to what's inside? Can you connect with what's inside? You know, can you feel that kind of, that pull, that, that kind of compass needle of your heart that's kind of pointing you or pulling you, inviting you or attracting you or however you want to call it to what you, want to keep creating in your life? That vibration that you want to keep seeing in your life, the abundance you want to gravitate yourself to, can you connect into that that frequency, that vibration inside and kind of set your compass needle on it and keep choosing the things that'll put you on that path? And it is a constant path. It's a constant step-by-step journey that we get to take. And the different practices there are, I mean, there's many different ways to, to practice embodiment. It can be through your voice. Number one is, is, I think, how, just for starters, how to break into feeling in your body. Because for so many of us, using our voice is a little uncomfortable. It kind of stretches our limit of our fear, kind of stretches us out of our comfort zone. and. I like to say that our voice, it doesn't, because I'm not a great singer, and I like to say that our voice, when we offer it in any form, it's a form of a prayer, it's a form of just offering, you know, our energy, it's an energy exchange versus not, it's not a performance, so once we take that off of our minds, and we're not worried about making it this, you know, award-winning performance, and we can take that that pressure off that we need to sound good and we can just allow ourselves to sound however that wants to be using our voice opening our throats even if that just means using words and expressing our truth um and because i think does
0: it doesn't mean talking to yourself uh does it mean just you know singing screaming what does it mean exactly?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, singing um, is one way you can sing mantras. I mean, you can sing any song you'd like, um, but uh, there's also screaming definitely is a way to release emotion. Um, It's kind of discovering what's inside. Also, when you start to go on your embodiment journey, you start to discover what's inside. And maybe there's things you've been holding on to since childhood. And it's, it's like a tight tension that's deep in your belly. And when you start to dive into your breathwork journey, you feel this tight tension and then you start to, you know, when you're in your breathwork class, you're w- wiggling and writhing around on the floor and starting to let out these guttural belly sounds. And then even before you identify or label it, you know, what it is, you're saying, wow, there's something in me that I'm releasing. That something that I didn't even know was there is now coming out in this form. And it's, it's a way to release also anything that's in the body that's preventing us from taking up our full
0: space. That's super interesting. So there is voice, there is, I guess, movement and dance that you kind of also mentioned. Uh, What else is there?
1: Movement, dance, embodiment practices, breath and sounds. So sound is the vocal awakening of yourself. It's um, embodiment also is is simply connecting to yourself also. So it could be in whatever form that you feel most connected to yourself. So when you close your eyes and ask yourself when where do I feel most connected to myself? Whatever you think of first, the first couple elements that you write down or mentally jot down, that's going to be where the juicy healing is going to come for you. And sometimes that's with a pen and a paper and sometimes it's journaling and even reflecting on your own journey of life and saying, how did I feel when this happened and what released in me during this experience and what emotion am I feeling right now? Even just connecting to the, your current state of emotions and just becoming observant of your state of emotions throughout a day can be an embodiment practice and saying, oh, you know, today three times I got wildly angry and then calm and saying, well, maybe next time, you know, I want to be a little bit more peaceful throughout the whole day or, you know, something to that extent.
0: Yeah, I understand that it's helpful to train this awareness of how I feel um, in order to try to be more in control next time when this state is sort of upon you. But then it also requires a lot of discipline to first do it in terms of observation and then also to not fall into this trap of behaving the same way next time it happens as well. So how do you actually like, okay, let's say we've observed certain things that we don't want to continue doing, how do we make sure that we find these strengths and and really change where does this change come from how to make sure that we don't uh, step out of the truck. Mm.
1: well i think there's two kind of a two-fold answer for that the first one is identifying the root of what is it that's causing you to react in that way or to feel that way and is it something that you can either you know, move out of your way is something that you can prevent from making you feel that way and not having to encounter that thing or person or whatever it is that's eliciting that reaction from you. And if it is, then that's your first embodiment kind of stepping into your power is to say, okay, well, that's not making me feel good or align with my highest self and realigning yourself and saying, okay, well, I'm going to, it might be hard and I might have to let this thing go or let this person go, but I'm going to choose to go this other way because it's better for my heart. It's better for my health. And the second would be making everything a mindful meditation. Meditation doesn't just have to happen when you're sitting cross-legged, closed eyes. It can be at all moments of the day. You know, as you're sipping your water, as you're walking to work, as you're walking to your next destination, as you're driving in your car, you can be moving consciously and mindfully and it's taking that, you know, that is your power also. And every moment you have a choice to be either reacting or or adding something positive to the vibration of your life.
0: Yeah, that's super interesting as well. This power, uh, when 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 you feel this power and you feel this sort of ability to direct your choice and say that you know this is not for me and I want to be different, but it's so easy to sort of get trapped into life and and kind of feel like you're you're not enough, you're not strong enough, you maybe someone is better. Where do you find this power if if you have these moments um, in order to sort of? get yourself back on track?
1: I love that question because I think we've all been in a moment in our lives where we almost just felt safe and comfortable in a place that we knew wasn't serving us the highest. And and some of us may still be in that place and are still working to find the courage to, to choose the path that is serving them the highest. And I think for those that have realigned, it, it's, it's about trust in yourself. And it really is about knowing yourself and trusting that when you separate and start to choose this realignment, uh, you're you're going to bring abundance because that's what you're attracting, that's what you're inviting, that's what you're pulling in, it's what you're believing, it's what you're you're manifesting your whole body to vibrate in this way that's that's going to bring about abundance. Is carrying yourself in such a like positive outlook way. It's believing in the the good. It's it's that you're going to pull more of that into your life and it's that full trust full body trust that yes what is coming to me is going to be better than what I'm leaving behind
0: that's super powerful so what are other practices to help you manifest this trust Um, besides we've discussed voice, we discussed uh, movements and dance what are other and maybe I would be curious to know about something specifically feminine there like what what are different things out there?
1: Well, uh, something I've been de- deepening my own practice of this year more and in the form of sharing it with others is self-massage and self-touch. The self-massage can be so uh, enhancing to your connection with yourself because that's where you learn what you like and what you don't like and also you're just like with the breath work it's a direct input to your body, to your body's nervous system, to your body's chemical uh, hormonal exchange and if you're for instance for feminine um, in the women's tantra retreat that I was just working we had a day where we practiced womb massage and breast massage and just even setting a time for yourself before going to bed where you give yourself just a little bit of extra time where you're laying in your bed you set a candle you create a nice feminine soft gentle vibe in the room somewhere safe somewhere where you're protected you're in your safe container and you create that sacred space for yourself where you can give that healing back to yourself and that's that also that form of self-love and self-acceptance that when you can connect into yourself you can then connect deeper to everything around you
0: that's a very interesting approach and and specifically for these massages how how is it being done for example womb massage is it done externally <laughs> somehow How does it work?
1: It starts using your favorite oil. Uh, You could use a coconut oil or your favorite essential oil. And, or you don't have to use an oil at all. And you lie on your back, a nice comfortable place to lay. You can set out some candles, some incense, some nice soft music, whatever you prefer. And essentially just start taking little palpations on your stomach. So even just starting around your belly button and even just using small finger movements to kind of palpate uh, your skin and the soft part of your belly, even up around your rib cage. And you can come down around the sides. You can find your hip bones. And then from your hip bones, you can work your way kind of down that V shape up to the top of your pubic bone. And you can kind of insert your thumb on your pubic bone so that pubic mound where it kind of lifts up a little bit more and you can put in some deeper pressure right at the base of that pubic bone and you can just notice the sensations and sometimes you're
0: going to feel a a release. That's super interesting. The one massage I I want to try it as well. Um, What are other practices that you may also talk about? Anything else that is kind of special um surprise me. <laughs> yes. Um
1: Something else I've also started to share is yoni egg workshops. And yoni eggs, I'm not sure if you're familiar with what a yoni egg is. No, I'm not. It's a crystal and it's shaped in the form of an egg. And it can be uh, a number of different crystals. It could be a rose quartz, a venturine, a obsidian, a black obsidian. And the crystal itself holds so many potent healing qualities. Uh, but what you do is you take the yoni egg and you insert it into your womb, into your uterus, your vaginal canal. And not only does it help bring awareness, and it helps the lubrication of the muscles and that specific reproductive area of the body, um, but it can also heal a lot of trauma and a lot of shame um, that we store inside of our wombs. So it's really deep healing, it's this ancient healing practice for the body. and. Uh, sometimes we don't even realize the trauma we carry in our wounds from past sexual partners, from even just in our own, you know, shame that we can put inside our own bodies with, with our own minds. And this helps empower within ourselves, you know, just walking around. You're you're squeezing the muscles, the Kegel muscles, so you're tightening and also bringing awareness and kind of training the muscles to
0: to be more fit, I guess you could say. So you walk around with these eggs inside. hmm So you could keep it and in I'm- for a few
1: hours. Yeah, you don't want to practice yoni eggs while you're on your moon cycle, but at any other time of the month and any other of the 28-day cycle, you can enjoy uh, the yoni eggs inside for a few hours. I I wouldn't leave it in overnight.
0: Interesting. And where do you get them from?
1: Well, there's a few very nice websites online that you can are trusted and safe. That's if you don't have like a crystal shop that you would already go to visit, because normally if you go into your local crystal shop and ask for do you have any small eggs, um they'll be able to point you in the direction of at least where you could go if they didn't have them.
0: How do you decide which material you want the egg? Do you decide that it should be quartz or should be other stone is there any rule how you select the stone well it really depends on the properties of the crystal that you're going
1: for and what the healing exactly that you're looking for is so for instance rose quartz is that very soft gentle feminine stone it's for healing the heart so it's instantly connecting to the sacral chakra uh, the center of your sexuality your sensuality and also the heart the heart space and kind of connecting the two and sending healing to both Uh, there's obsidian which is a deep black and it's very grounding it's very heavy stone and so that's if you want to you know you feel too much fire too much in going on where you really want to ground in your own essence um you can find that obsidian or even the tourmaline and i mean there's so many different options there's even i've seen jade yoni eggs and there's uh not selenite, but there 's the regular quartz, and regular quartz is for cleaning um, so if you want to you know give a very what 's the word i 'm looking for illuminated <laughs> vibration into your womb, um, you can send in the quartz <laughs> and that 'll lighten everything up and, and it opens up a gateway you know with that illuminated light in there
0: that 's amazing and what happens how do you feel when you f- when when it happens uh,
1: well, it does also um, on a physical level it will cause your body to create more liquids of lubrication in that area. So you want to be a little bit more prepared for that. And as far as physical sensations, I mean, you don't really feel the egg so much while you're walking around, while you're sitting, you you kind of don't even notice it, but it's this inner knowing, you know, you do know it's in there. And even sometimes, you'll feel it when you stand up, the kind of the pull of gravity will start to pull it out a little bit and you'll have to give a little squeeze to kind of keep it in. And it's just that kind of that inner empowerment, you know, like you just as a woman, like feeling empowered in your body, you know, you have a rose quartz inside your body and it just feels empowering to know that, you know, you're you're literally healing your body from the inside.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. That, that sounds fascinating. Thank you so much for sharing about these practices. I feel super inspired um having learned a lot about breath work and and feminine practices is there anything else that you want to share um as we finalize our conversation
1: um well i just think there's so much to share about these topics and i really could talk for a long time and but everyone's gonna find their own path and everyone's gonna find their own practices that they feel called to the most and i would just invite people to also step a little bit outside of their comfort areas and uh, as they're embarking on this path of embodiment and this path of of sensual fulfillment or breathwork even, um, stepping a little bit into that zone of, you know, the edge of the comfort there and really seeing, because there's so many gifts and so much juiciness right on the edge of the comfort zone. And that just invites you to kind of take the next little half step and the next little half step and just see what's out there and start exploring and, and be playful and be explorative with your journey.
0: That's an incredibly empowering advice thank you so much nikki it was a pleasure talking to you
1: amazing thank you nati pleasure as well